Welcome to Where is the Nuance with myself, El Nino. I try my best to bring you conversations and dialogues with professionals, scientists, artists, industry leaders, anyone and everyone from the broad spectrum of humanity to help find nuance and bring you deep value and, dare I say, enlightening conversations. This episode's guest is Kyle Summersall. He's an entrepreneur who helps creators transform their limiting beliefs, feel more emotional freedom, and grow their online businesses. Today, you'll hear Kyle share the best ways to help transform our limiting beliefs, how to use visualization to aid us in transforming our limiting beliefs, and imagine and manifest a better future, how to identify blocked energies within our bodies and transmute that amongst more actionable items for you. I tried my best to make sure this episode is full of value that you can actually implement within your own life, and I think I did a damn good job. So enjoy. Where's the nuance? Welcome, Kyle Summersall, to Where's the Nuance with myself, El Nino. Uh, thank you so much for being here today and taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I'm really, I'm excited for this conversation. You know, just to be able to get to know you better and, and dive in. Yeah, perfect. I feel the exact same way, Kyle. You're somebody in my own life whom every time I see your uh, your content, your presence online, I'm very certain that you are an embodied person on a journey of personal growth and actually providing mentorship and guidance to other people. And I really respect that. And a lot of what you talk about is providing freedom from the inside out. You talk about yeah. helping people transform limiting beliefs, feel more emotional freedom and build an aligned online business. So yeah. who are you? What do you do? And why do you do that? How, how did you get into this? I love that. I love that. Wow. 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 Who am I? Well, I can answer that a lot of ways, but I'll say prim primarily related to what you just shared. Yeah, I, I really feel like I'm on a personal journey of working through all of the limits, um, all of the conditioning that I've experienced. And I feel like I'm really here to help myself and help other people honor like their hopes and their dreams, you know, and, 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 and make meaning of the suffering that comes in that process and allow them to see like, Ooh, there's actually a lot of, a lot of beauty here in, in the shadow as well. Uh, and yeah, I feel like I'm here to ultimately allow people to see that being themselves and their story is their purpose. And it's that journey that allows them to uh, come back to what's underneath the, the uh, things we strive for, which is, yeah, a sense of uh, love and freedom and, 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 and mm, God. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's me. That's a little bit about me. I can go deeper into more about me, but that's- No, that's I love that. That's a beautiful overview. In terms of your career, what are you doing for work? How are you helping people do that? Inevitably, from what you said, connect with their deeper story. And in that yeah. a connection with the divine, with God, how do you help yeah. people do this? Yeah, so uh, I'm a coach. And so I work with mostly uh, other wellness people. Um, so people that want to share their wisdom online. So a lot of it's like, therapists, other coaches, healers, um, other people in the wellness space uh, on their respective journeys. And a lot of what I do is, is um, I first help people connect the dots with what is unique about them. And often it looks like looking at their story, mm -hmm. looking at their curiosities, what are they guided towards, you know? And so um, I have a framework for that. Um, and then I work in a bit of human design. Um, and I'm actually excited because I'm learning more about the gene keys and I want to be able to work that in as well. Uh, and through that process, you know, that sort of gives us like a an intention. And then from there, it's like, okay, now what is all the shit that makes us feel like we can't <laughs> live mm -hmm. out this way that we want to live, you know? And, and a lot of that is... Um, you know, healing that takes into account the body, the heart, as well as the mind. And yeah, you know, so I work in hypnotherapy, somatic experiencing, 
visualization, different types of shadow and inner child work. And yeah, and then, you know, it gets woven in with some more strategic things, you know, around like, this is what's helpful for a sales page. This is what's helpful for email sequences, you know, taking all that wisdom, because I feel like um, a big thing that I'm able to do as well is to see systems and to see how to simplify things. And so I basically weave all that together and help um, uh, help someone create what's on their heart in a way that feels harmonious to them. Um, I feel like a lot of what we see related to building a business or related to money or any things like that, um, it doesn't always highlight how much it can be tied to our spiritual expansion, mm. how much it can be tied to our journey as a person. And I so, want to, I want to, I want to actually touch on that. Um, yeah, yeah, because sure. I think that's really great. So, how much of why do you think that our spiritual aspect or spiritual self or spiritual journey is not incorporated within these ideas and, and how, and how do you see it? How do you provide an alternative for people to actually incorporate that within these new yeah. frameworks? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's, it's for one, um, a lot of us are disconnected from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, it's hard. I mean, everything can have a spiritual nature to it. Everything does have a spiritual nature to it, but it's more about um, the awareness of that, you know? And so I feel like um, business, right, is it's really solving problems. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's um, when it's fun, it's, it's allowing yourself to share with the world what feels important to you, what feels like something you're good at or it feels yeah like what needs to be shared and so um that process in and of itself that's like fuck that's like giving birth you know i can't think of anything more and more like spiritual than that you know creating life uh but um i feel like um yeah as a whole as a collective um we're disconnected often from our bodies mm. and from our hearts and because of that disconnection, it's hard for us to um, see the totality of what we're creating at times. Mm. And it's also um, creates a, a process where we're really only in our head and we're kind of just following like the blueprint of, of what we see. Mm. And we're not necessarily tapped in and like, yo, I got a voice inside that's saying things. You know, I have this guidance that, that you know, I can follow. And, and so really tapping into that allows us to, one, um, show up in a way that's unique to us, but then also see all the ways where we feel stuck or don't feel worthy or feel resistance and actually uh, see it as openings to mm. grow versus seeing it as like, um, yeah, things that are... Uh, a waste of time and i think that like you touched on it i think that the big problem in that i identify is that we assume incorrectly that the spiritual life is some abstracted thing that's separated from your objective life that, yeah. that the spiritual life is that moment when i'm on a meditation pillow and that other moment when i'm taking mushrooms and, and that's yeah. my spiritual life but that is not how it, it works it's, it's just yeah. not if you believe in spirituality, if you want to ex explore these domains of which I'm not here to project, but yeah. when, if you are ready and willing and wanting the, the truth at some point you have to get to is that it is your whole life, right? That you, yes, yeah. you are a spiritual being having a human experience. And it's not to say that we want to discount the human experience. In fact, I would often argue that is a huge danger to it, to, to forget that you, you have a human psyche and human conditioning. Um, 100%. but, but, but I agree with what you're saying, right? That it's like the more that we can shift towards embodying and embracing the spiritual dimension of life as a, as an aspect of the totality of everything we do, mm -hmm. then you truly start looking at, well, everything is a more opportunistically for positive empowerment. Like you said, yeah, suddenly nice. those little irks and triggers and whatever are the very <laughs> root of your growth and, and yeah. even going into the unique story you have.
as opposed yeah. to again what i think what i see is the toxic spiritual perspectives which will will tell people something like you know just it's like a total non-duality which i do embrace philosophically mm -hmm. but to the point that it it actually takes away people's ability to connect with their individual story because i think mm -hmm. insofar as we're still humans having the human experience too mm -hmm. connecting with that unique human story is going to be the very thing that helps you like you said create a business that's meaningful helps other people find you and connect with the thing that you have to offer um and your service so i, I love that you are working in that domain and helping people navigate that thank you brother thank you brother yeah yeah and i, I i'm with you on everything that you just shared I, I, there is um what i was getting at in a part of what you were saying was like there's a part of spirituality that's kind of like what's the point of of everything like uh you don't have a point your story doesn't matter like you're just here <laughs> floating and, and uh, I, I don't know if that was what you were saying but that was sort of what I was sensing and I hear you on like no the the, the, the difference would be like no like these things that happened like I can find meaning and 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 it can be it can be uh, helpful to me and to other people yeah i i think what it is is it's if there's a perspective and an awareness that this temporary life is in fact impermanent of which it is that's no problem i can accept that but then what i'm not a fan of is then the suggestion that the impermanent doesn't have a value and, yeah. and i go i'm not a fan of that solely because i do think that the impermanence has value i think there's so much beauty in impermanence i don't pick flowers and then go oh they suck because they're gonna die in a week i think that's part of the beauty and i think that's yeah. again part of the beauty of the human condition and the human expression is that it is limited that that, yeah. it, that it has to find well an expression in a short limited amount of time because you die yeah. but then yes of course the spirit is eternal i think that's a great perspective in my opinion what i think yeah. is disempowering to individuals is oh well you're this is all meaningless because you will die you're just spirit living infinitely like why you care at all about your story and it's like whoa hey <laughs> come on there's some nuance the nuance is i hear yeah. you let's not get too attached to a story especially one that's causing us pain but what the hell like it's not wrong to find value and love yeah. and joy and connection and create a business around the limited story yeah. that is the human experience 100 and and i think a big thing too is like uh there's work to do to get to the point where you're like Oh, I can really surrender to this because life is happening through me, mm. you know, because um, I think initially there's more of like a victim, like, why is this happening? And then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's happening for me. And then it's like, mm. oh, I'm the vessel, you know, <laughs> but you can't really bypass that process because when you bypass that process, you miss out on a lot of the wisdom. You miss out on a lot of compassion. Mm -hmm. And also, inevitably, your nervous system doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> how you <laughs> logically go through this stuff. You know, like if your body's freaking out, it's going to freak out. And so it's mm. like, do the fucking work. I don't care what, about what you think. <laughs> do the work. And then inevitably, your body is like, oh, okay, cool. We're chilling. <laughs> That is a huge thing. You mentioned the word bypass. Um, how do you see people bypassing? Because I, I think I think you touched on that, but I'd love for you to expand on that. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I mean, here's what I'll say. I I I feel like um, whatever people are going through is where they're at and, and, and what they need. Um, <laughs> As far as, um, you know, because I, I don't want to project how I think it should go mm. on anyone else. Um, but I think what a lot of the ways people are, um, maybe not say bypass, but a lot of the ways people are avoiding mm. or distracting mm. is um, they're disconnected from their bodies. Mm. They're disconnected from their emotional world. Mm. Um, and that's a big part of life. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, they're reciting quotes that they heard or how they think it should go. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like someone close to you leaves 
you know, or something just happens to them. And then you're immediately like, oh, but like, it doesn't matter anyway, you know, and it's like, no, like grief is, is, is natural. Mm, There's wisdom there. There's beauty there, you know, or or it's like, um, yeah, you know, it's like, our emotional world are important or, or even, uh, I know we spoke a little bit about anger. Right. But I think mm. there's, I think there's, um, there's, when it's, uh, uh, honed in a, in a, in a supportive way, I think there's a lot of value in anger. You know, I, I feel like anger allows us to create shit. You know, mm-hmm. when you see shit, that's not okay. You're like, I'm going to fucking do something about it, you know? And, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I feel like that's probably the biggest way. Um, I don't even know if it's bypassing. I think it's it's uh, it's um, subconsciously coping because <laughs> there's mm. often a lot of heaviness there that sometimes we aren't ready for. Um, yeah. When we're ready for it, uh, it'll show us uh, a, a lot of beauty. Yeah, I hear you. I think I can I can share that in my own life even because I am a very intellectually minded person. But mm-hmm. again, that's part of who I am. But in part, it doesn't matter what you are, you're also still, he, you know, you're human and humans have emotions. Like my cousin took his life this summer and it was very sad when it happened, but it was such a shock and such a out of left field, I guess. And it was a very violent suicide. Um, and my instinct was to, like you said, subconsciously cope because honestly, I think I wasn't in a place where I could deal with it. I wasn't like healthy. I was at a job I didn't like. I was didn't have any support system or community around me. So I simply used the spiritual perspective. I like leaned into the spirit of like, well, you know, and like and I analyzed it. I was like, well, he died because he had these things and he didn't feel, you know, I like analyzed his perspective again. And I I, I came to a decent understanding of what he went through to lead to his death and as such give my spirit and intellect a sense of ease. But I wasn't giving myself a minute to feel the emotional loss of what was like my older fucking brother. So <laughs> again, after like a month and a half, when I certain things started to change, I was around better people. It's like I kind of my subconscious was like, oh, you know what? I think I'm ready to sit with this now. And then I began sitting with it sober. Well, with marijuana, but in my in my in the realm of where I came from, that's sobriety. And holy smokes, the pain and the emotion and, and no more trying to, again, subconsciously cope. But and a weird technique that I use, which I, again, recommend to people who maybe don't have a lot of people to talk to. I just like recorded myself and started having a conversation with myself. Like, how do you feel? Like, and I was like, well, I feel like I just lost like my older brother. I feel like I just lost the person that I looked up to like an older brother, a person who was there for me when I was a kid. It was my only family member from Colombia that was in Vancouver with me other than like my immediate family and and just really allowing my body to feel. And it's not sexy. It's not fun. It's not cool. It's just human and it's necessary. And I think maybe that's why we avoid it because it's not, it's not, it doesn't stroke us. It doesn't feel necessarily empowering as you go through it it feels painful and it kind of sucks like you're like this sucks i'm going through this (laughs) so i see it's not pleasant yeah Yeah. so i can see why we do it and and i guess the reason why i can be a critic is i'm always speaking from my own perspective and i'm trying to be like hey people perhaps you might avoid my pitfalls by hearing me tell you about them and why it doesn't work for sure for sure sure. coming about so sorry to ask you about moving through things and helping people. I know that you share a lot of content online around visualization. Um, How do you use visualization? What is visualization and how does it help? Yeah. So visualization is essentially getting connected with, um, a desire, ideally it's a desire that um, feels like it's coming from your heart um, or feels like aligned with your values. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's allowing yourself to uh, connect with the emotions that that version of you embodies. So for example, um, 
we're gonna talk about Kanye West. Are you a Kanye West fan? How do you feel about? I Kanye loved West? I loved Kanye growing up, man. <laughs> I loved him, bro. Like oh, I was really? like I was like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, Kanye, right? Obviously, he wanted to rap. There's a point where he was only making beats, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he was saying, um, "I'm going to." this is going to be like the hottest rap album. You know what I mean? I'm going to work with my idols. He was reciting his Grammy speech before he even had an album out, you know? And, but he was embodying that, that energy. And so when he would go around people, Pharrell was like, Oh, I'll make a beat for you. Like Ludacris is like, I'm gonna hop on your song. You know what I mean? Uh, Just because energetically he believed it so much. Um, Mm. So what I focus on a lot is, however, not to fixate on the external thing. Mm-hmm. focus more on uh, how did you how does that version of you feel mm. you know do you feel empowered do you feel guided do you feel loved do you feel whatever you feel right um a because the emotional charge is actually what allows the subconscious mind to adopt um those beliefs and b because uh then you actually feel like how you want to feel you know and, and so yeah the big intention with uh visualization is that uh, often our conditioning uh, makes it so that we are like programmed from when we're really young and that's generally how we operate through the world. So we have the same responses, mm-hmm. the same beliefs. So you're like, I want to build this business, but like, I don't believe I can, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the subconscious is actually a two-way street. So you can also feed it things. Um, so you can feed it like, I'm a powerful speaker. You know, I am, um, I'm loved. I um I'm a best-selling author or whatever it is. I share my message with the world or whatever. Um, and your mind can adopt those things and then actually encourage you. So you see an opportunity instead of being like, why me? Your mind is more like, oh, fuck yeah. That's another sign that that this is working out for us. So uh, that's a lot of behind it. It's, it's more on a mental level. Um, and then it can also stir things in the body as well um, that can be powerful. I love, I love all of that. See, I... I hold with whole. I hold. I hold with my whole heart the concept and the idea and the belief that when you believe something wholeheartedly, belief ends. You start knowing it, and when you know something in your system, it creates an energetic shift. And again, that's beyond the spiritual realm. It creates a psychological shift within the conditions of your mind that allows you to engage in the types of behaviors that the person who would get those things and do those accomplishments needs to have to be able to be consistent in it. If I don't hold what I hold, which is a crazy ambition that I am a cultural revolutionary, I will be a cultural revolutionary because that's what I am. And Mm -hmm. and what does that mean to me? It means that I'm me because I've always been a revolutionary. Everywhere I go, I I stoke fires, I piss people off, I trigger and I enlighten. That's who I am. And, And if I didn't hold this, I wouldn't feel comfortable with the inevitable existence that that has to bring in a way. Because I think that like you're right, it's easy for us to tell ourselves like, oh, I want something. I really want mm-hmm. this thing. I want it. And that yearning mm-hmm. might pull you towards it a little bit. But like the moment you even get it, you don't know what to do with it because you've yeah. never convinced yourself you're the person who like deserved it or who was yeah. the person that he could even handle it. Facts, uh, and, facts, and, facts. and we see this and we see this breakdown a lot of the times, uh, which is why I, I believe that sometimes luck, enough yearning and wanting can get people some things but you often see a collapse of them because it like it wasn't true to them like you said it they were visualizing something that wasn't true to their deepest core fucking self yeah yeah it was there there was a disconnection so by the time they get it they're alienated from themselves it's, it's, it's overwhelming yeah and i love what you shared too the action that comes from that belief is really really important you know it's 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 yeah that's a piece that I feel like gets missed often um, because we fixate on like, why isn't that thing coming? But it's like <laughs> embody it and then fucking be it, do it, mm. act like it, you know, take the steps. Uh, so yeah, that's a really, I love that point that you, that you shared about the act, the action. <laughs> I think it's, steps. I think it's necessary. You know, I've always admired people who were action oriented. I, I just, I guess I grew up in a household where both my mom and father were extremely hardworking people the latino it's uh it's true the stereotypes real they just don't stop working they're workaholics and 
while that might be its own problem, there is something in regards to understanding that things will not get done unless you, and somebody does it. Yeah. Um, and while you and I perhaps share the belief that yes, there are spiritual and energetic influences in life, you best believe that's not the only influence. There's something yeah. going on the physical world and you got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And they work together. You know, <laughs> if you see the sign and you ignore it, well, <laughs> what's your best, sorry, what's your best piece of advice for somebody then who they come to you and they go, look, Kyle, I think I know what I want. How do I, and I, and I've been visualizing it. Like, you know, I've been thinking about it. What do I do? What's like, what's my next steps? It just, it just yeah. isn't working. It just isn't working. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I think it's one. I think a big thing is, is uh, getting at and understanding and helping them understand what is underneath your belief that it isn't working and what is, um, causing you to stop uh, because uh, it isn't working um, is really, you know, the universe or whatever saying, you got to go through this shit. You got to do some fucking work. <laughs> you got to be this person. This is your, this is your, 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 your trial, you know? Oh, you want to, you want to invite people to speak or you want to be speaking okay you get over your fear of rejection okay you mm. want to do this okay you you want to you know make more money work through your your fear that you aren't worthy of, of money you know what i mean it's like you gotta you gotta go through it you know what i mean and, and i think that's a big part of my my uh purpose is actually helping people see the beauty in that process of that work that doesn't feel as sexy you know but allows you to uh know it and, and and feel it and and trust yourself and love yourself in a new way because ultimately you're gonna get that thing that you want and realize that is not that's not gonna make you feel any better you know <laughs> you're gonna get it and you're gonna like fuck <laughs> I'm exactly where I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's such a trip because conceptually, humans struggle. We struggle with this idea. It's like, what do you mean getting the external things that my culture has conditioned and programmed through movies, entertainment, and cult and everything? What do you mean that when I get these external things, I won't suddenly stop feeling the way I'm feeling? And here, <laughs> people like you and I are like, you need to start feeling those imagined things you really want to feel now yeah. and engage with the lifestyle that helps you feel it because the truth is even when you get that shit that's not the shit that makes you feel that way it's <laughs> you you have to make yourself feel that way but it's yeah. it's it's so counter it's so counterculture it, it's yeah. it's because again to gratify those critics they are right that like if you some external conditions do affect your life of course, like, yes, of yeah, course yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, if you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> in poverty and you don't have food, you're going to only be thinking of food. There's no moment yeah, to yeah. think about self-actualization. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I hear them. But but often those those critics, that's what they stay on. They stay on like, what about the extreme cases? Like, we never, I don't think you and I are going, hey, the these things don't matter. The external doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it's yeah. just that for most people who are on this journey and trying to work towards something, the, the things that are blocking them are in fact the conditioning patterns. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that's a great point that you made, right? It's, it's not that the external thing doesn't matter. It's not that um, if you want to build a big education company to serve people and you do it, or you want to buy a house or you want to take, make your partner feel like they can quit their job and, and start their art career or whatever it is, yeah. right? It, it's, it's not like that stuff isn't significant, um, but it's like, where are you doing it from, mm. right? Are you doing it from, holy shit, um, I got to get straight A's. If not, my mom's going to yell at me. You know, are you doing it from, um, my dad wasn't around. And so now I need to keep proving my worth by buying really expensive shit. You mm. know what I mean? What are you doing it from? Uh, right. And so a lot of the inner work allows you to see where you're doing it from. And you can get to a space where you're doing it from like, 
oh wow this feels good love baby love 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 you know love, love devotion yeah exactly um and from a place of like uh i, lo I love this 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 illustration of like the hand being out and giving right when you're focusing on the other person and you're focusing on giving not because uh because you feel called to do it like this is just your assignment all right your assignment is to fucking do this you know and you and you take on that responsibility that purpose and you give and your hands open you feel you're not worried about yourself you you're you're i mean granted you want to be okay you want to be taken care of but i mean like in that act you're not like oh what will this person think of me like what will blah blah blah, blah right but as soon as you make it about yourself, what's my status going to be? How are people, many people going to like this? What's this going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Now you're thinking about yourself and the expression doesn't feel as good. It's clouded, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's a lot of that too, is like um, being able to get to that place where you're able to uh, just be open, be that vessel, mm -hmm. be give with that, with love and, 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 and um, in a space where, where, it's bigger than you, mm. you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a different beautiful. feeling. It's a it's, different vibe. It's beautiful what you say that the Bhagavad Gita resonates with, with this right here. And, and you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor something like that. It's, it's mm. paraphrasing, but it, it's so beautiful. It's like you labor because you labor, you toil because you toil. You're not uh, entitled to the fruits of that. And the more that uh, you can simply do the thing without the attachment to an expectation that, that comes from it, the truthfully, the more you'll come to know, well, God, yourself, yeah. and become, you know, closer to that. But it, it is hard. We don't exactly live in a culture that celebrates that at all. 100, 100%. <laughs> this is reminding me of something that I've been downloading over the last couple of weeks. It's felt so fucking freeing. Um, it's this idea that, like, no outcome or no achievement can be more significant than the act of creation itself mm, love it like that is the gold you know when you get in the flow and you're expressing yourself and you're you're just going like that's it that's, that's it. it you know <laughs> and so it gets clouded if we if we put the other stuff on a pedestal um i think my siri popped up that's beautiful i love it man it's a good download to get uh, my, what do you my we're good we're good yeah what do you think um just because we're on that topic and you mentioned it that a lot of us act out of this place of let's say because i love to overshare with all the people who listen just let's say for <laughs> myself um a lot of times when i was presenting a certain persona of myself that was like tougher or like less sensitive it was because when I was a kid, unfortunately, I was made to feel by my parents that like I was too sensitive or that was too much. Maybe it was a little bit too flamboyant. Like, whoa, whoa what's with this gayness in him? Like, slap that, like, get, get that shit out of here. And so it made me feel, and, so, and sometimes, unfortunately, I was loved conditionally. And again, I'm not here to blame my parents. It's just simply the way that they were taught to mm -hmm. that's how you raise a kid just give them the love when they're doing the good things and then don't give take it away when they're not but what that did to my young little psyche is it went oh i'm only good when i do certain things and i'm not worthy of love when i don't do others so yeah. i needed to be getting straight a's and be the top of my class or at least one of the top because yeah. otherwise i'm not worthy like my existence is not good enough like i'm not yeah. good and i'm not enough and yeah. that permeated the my relationships. It permeated my work life. And I'll be I'll be frank. It's only in the last like two, three, two, two years that I truly am like, oh shit, that is a real thing within me. Like I so I can speak to that that you're talking about, like, holy yeah. smokes, it really is necessary because I think you can go your whole life yeah. thinking you're doing the work for you because well, yeah, those are the things I wanted. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm but it's not coming from a place that's aligned with like love. It's coming from a yeah. deep insecurity, a deep wound. Yeah. And, and not to be so cliche, but it's almost always every person I meet, I'm like, it's either your mother or your father. Like one of them hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
no, that's real. <laughs> that's so real. It's so real. Yeah, bro. Thank you. So, well, Kyle, that. which one was it for you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, you can ask me. <laughs> is that a Did real you, question? Is it, to well, that? I want to ask, like, what you talk about wounds, you talk about the inner work. Is this yeah. things that you came to because you witnessed it in others or is it because you witnessed it in yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it started with me. It's it, it's it started with uh, me noticing patterns, you know, noticing patterns of codependency, noticing insecurities, noticing people pleasing, noticing. Uh, yeah, noticing so much and then um, waking up, you know, to the uh, way these things felt and the severity of them, right? Because like, I think what's so wise about the body is we have these protectors, right? We have these things that numb us, disassociate, suppress, et cetera, et cetera. Cause it's just like, all right, these people are feeding you. So you get, get, get on board with, with whatever they say, you know, Literally. this is how you survive, you, you know? And then we get to a point where we, where we, um, oh, where the body's like, okay, you have more support. You can meet more of this with love. Uh, here, here's the shit, you know, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it creates um, its work, you know, but it also creates compassion and allows, at least for me, that allows me to look at my parents and be like, oh, wow, I see what you're going through and mm -hmm. I see your story and I see how you got here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so it's like, it's healing me. It's healing my folks. It's healing the generations to come. Mm. Yeah, it, it's 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 um. <laughs> but yeah, who 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 was it? I mean, I don't know, man. It, the, the, it's certainly primarily my 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 parents and their parents and and. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in the world, there's a lot of conditioning. You know, I I had to go through a lot of stuff even around race. You know, mm. and, and and that was my experience, and also. Uh, a lot of what it means to be a man, you know, just like growing up in the Bronx, you know, and just like there's so many influences. Fortunately, I wasn't bullied, but uh, a lot of people experience bullying, too. And mm -hmm. that's stuff that, that needs to be unpacked as well. And so for anyone yeah. listening, Kyle is African-American, I believe. Yeah, 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 100%. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a dude. It's actually crazy. Bullying really fucks people up. Like I'll say, bullying is disgusting. Like I actually yeah. like. I think it's like it's so messed up, and like it's something that I feel so much guilt that I'm like, oh my god, I played. I bullied people. Like yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, I was fucking mean sometimes because like yeah. that was like how kids. The like, kids are brutal. Somebody calls somebody would call me short suddenly i look at any insecurity i could see and then tear them apart and then and like yeah. it's just like this brutal like everyone's just making each other feel like shit and you said something yeah. earlier and i go oof it's this process where when you're a kid you have to leverage your authenticity for acceptance because it is more important to uphold your body and need for well security for food like you said but it's actually a deep-rooted need authenticity is a deep rooted need just as yeah. much as uh, uh attachment and and safety yeah. and all these things are but we when we're young we'll easily leverage it for that because it's more necessary yeah. but then as adults we live these complacent lifestyles where actually at this point we are safe so to speak we have yeah. food we have security what we need more than anything is an authentic expression yeah facts facts Crazy. facts and and that's why so much of the inner work is necessary because even if your mind's like, I'm a grown ass adult, if your body's like, well, last time I spoke up for mm. myself, I got smacked in the face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to speak up for yourself, you know? So as you go through that process, and, and the thing is like, you know, it, it, it's not the most pleasant experience, but I do, I think one thing I want to reiterate too, is like, uh, you can find some gold there, you know, like if you think about some of the best songs, some of your favorite songs, they got the shadow in it. You know what mm. I mean? It's like it's, you you connect with it because it's like, oh, I feel that. You know what I mean? And so I feel like uh, there's room to bring the shadow into real life and also see what parts you don't even need to feel shame about or feel bad about. And be like, oh, I'm actually lit because I feel this way. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if someone else made me feel like it wasn't cool, you know? And so... Uh, mm. I think there's a lot of value there. Um, and, 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 and it's not, and it doesn't have to just look like sitting in bed crying all day. Maybe it looks like you writing a book or dancing or, 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 you know, 
boxing or, or mm. do you know, just, just loving on people more because you, you've experienced something, you know? And so, yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot of beauty there. Yeah. Transmuting the shadow, the energy into something that can be beautiful. I do think art is, I think art's the way, but I'm an artist, so I'm extremely biased there. But um, <laughs> to, touch, to touch on that inner work, what are the best ways people can rewire those kind of beliefs? What are the best yeah. ways they can do it? I know that's a lot of what your work uh, entails. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so we touched on visualization a bit, and that's a lot of like the mental beliefs. Uh, and then I think a big part is the somatic work. Um, so... Mm your body is going to, um, as you tap into it, tune into it, it's going to show you where you have tension, where you have resistance, where you have discomfort. Often it feels like anxiety or like a buzzing mm. sensation or something like that, or like a clenching or closing. Um, and so what can really help um, more traditionally, it can be called like somatic experiencing, which is, which is just like connecting with what's there. Um, questioning, allowing yourself to release it, however intuitively your body feels like it needs to be released. Um, so that is uh, something that can really help. Um, I've also found hypnotherapy to be super, super powerful. Um, it has some similarities to visualization, but often um, uh, with hypnotherapy, you can do it associated with some things maybe in the past or you're experiencing in the present um, and be able to shift the way you experience those things. And, and often that might lead to, um, you know, some sort of somatic release. Um, but I, I, those are, those are some of the modalities. Also breath work as well is a really powerful modality. I know you're in a breath work uh, and that that's really powerful for connecting with the body you know, moving through different blocks, mm -hmm. um, calming the nervous system. And so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uh, different modalities, but those are ones that I've been um, had the most practice with. Um, and I know something that I'm looking to do more of is like body work, not me doing it to other people, but me getting it done myself. Because um, mm. I noticed we store a lot of emotions in like our shoulders or our neck or like our backs. Um, and so I've, as I've gotten more connected to my body, I'm like, oh, this is not from lifting. Like I'm just, <laughs> you know, and so I definitely want to, um, there's something called rolfing, um, which is like deep tissue. I don't want to call it massage, but it, it, it's something that allows you to really release a lot of uh, stored energy in the body. And so, yeah, I get, I get literally scared because a lot of people talk about body work and I always hear that. Uh, like trauma stored in the hips specifically sexual trauma and i'm like well i've had the tightest hips since i was a little kid mm. i don't want to like i'm like i swear <laughs> i just have tight hips but the the insinuation is that i that's i was touched as a child or something and again that's so scary because i go i don't have any memory of that i don't have any sense yeah. that that happened but again it could also just be something as simple as well as a baby i was bathed and so I was yeah. touched as a child and perhaps just some part of me didn't like it. And there was a resistance. And in that resistance, that created a tightness. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always of the Jordan Peterson had a quote and I liked it where it was like, don't ascribe maliciousness when ignorance will do. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like I, for the most part, I don't think we live in like a malicious world or that most people are malicious. I'm like, no, they're ignorant and they don't know any better. They, like yeah. you said earlier, People act from the level of awareness in which they are at. Yeah, 100%. And I think to that point, you know, just speaking of the hips, you know, it's it's near the root. So it's not always necessarily something sexual. Perhaps it could just be like a safety thing. You know, I hope it, I hope it's something like that. I don't want to, yeah. I don't know how much more trauma can this young man endure? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, um, I think a beautiful thing about um, healing too is we don't actually need to remember. Mm. And sometimes we, 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 we slow ourselves down by being like, I need to know exactly where this comes from, you know? Uh, but if we can just like trust, you know, like similar, like when you cut your hand, you know, like we don't necessarily, we trust that like, okay, I got to cut, like it's going to figure itself out. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's how fucking smart the body is, you know? Or like, if you're trying to like, I don't know if you're having sex and you're like, think about orgasm the whole time, you know, you're going to fuck you're going to fuck up the experience, you know? Yes. So, so the, I think the more we can just be like, oh, okay, uh, when I'm ready, my body will show me. And whether it's like how to love deeper, how to love myself deeper, how to feel something that's important to feel, how to dance if I 
was disconnected from dad saying, whatever it is, my body will show me, you know? And, 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 and um, you know, I think one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, if you got, uh, like if I'm thinking about myself, I definitely noticed some like lower back stuff that I imagine is connected to safety and like some shoulder and neck stuff, um, you know, cause I was often like the peacemaker and I like, mm. you know, didn't say what I, how I felt to keep the peace. And I was, whatever, I was, I was a kid being an adult, two mm. adults. So, so, so I imagine there's probably some stuff there, but uh, I think it's also beautiful to just be like, all right, well, my shit's tight. Somebody know what they're doing. Like, Fix me up, like whatever comes comes. I don't need to go too deep into it, though. You know. Yeah, the beauty of that, of what you shared, is you're echoing the a Buddhist proverb around a guy who gets hit with an arrow in war, right? And then the person like who goes to tend to it. I, I'm totally butchering this, but the idea is there. The person who goes to tend to it, it's like, who who shot the arrow? Where did it come from? And um, and what type of wood is the arrow made from? Okay, and what about the the deck? And by the time he's done asking all these questions, the guy dies. That's like, yeah. dude, <laughs> all he needed was for someone to take out the arrow and fucking close the wound. But when when you spend all your time and energy worried about where it came from, yeah. when it's like that's not necessarily the most important yeah. thing for the individual yeah. to deal with. Um, so yeah, I totally hear you and you are echoing very deep and profound wisdom from the ancients, my friend. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I received that. Yeah. 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 And the That's thing is, too, like was, you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's love. That's love. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I, that comes to mind too, is like, you are like, um, depending on what your experience has been like, you're body and, and and your your brain will like literally just block shit out mm. so like i'm at a point you know I, I told you i've been going through like a year and a half where uh you know i don't know what it is awakening kundalini whatever it is it's just like all right we're gonna flip shit upside down so you can be who you want to be uh but you know early on in that process i had a lot of things associated with memories mm. um and now i'd say for the last like three months and even some periods before that, there are no memories. Wow. You know, sometimes I have like uh, insight into like what parent it might be related to, or sometimes it's not even my shit, you know, or sometimes I feel like I'm like in the womb, but there's like very little memories. And that's mm. a hard part for me. Cause sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I feeling like this? And I don't even know what I'm feeling like this about, you know? <laughs> uh, but there's also beauty in the sense that like, all right, um, I don't necessarily need to know <laughs> if you yeah. feel like this was blocked out for the right reason. I'm going to trust you. Like we don't need to know. <laughs> There's something in that, right? The surrendering to the fact that we can't always know. I mean, just this last Friday, I had a very profound mushroom experience, which again, for me, they almost always are. I use them very ritualistically and ceremoniously, but one of my, one of my, one of the many little key takeaways downloads that I had from the experience was, Hey, it's okay to be confused. AKA like your existence here is extremely complex there's it's literally okay to be confused it's okay for me to walk around and be like oh i don't have it all figured out and there's yeah. some things that are going to be beyond my control and some things yeah. that are outright confusing and yeah. that's okay and like just really <laughs> sitting with that because i am i do have like a controlling tendency within me i, I am a bit of a smart ass i am yeah. the intellectual minded aspect of me well likes to understand things intellectually yeah. but like again just knowing actually and surrendering to the fact that actually it's okay for me to be a little confused and that's okay like it's all right that's all right i don't I need feel it. that that's beautiful man that's beautiful yeah no, i know i i i hear that i hear that I, I resonate with that a lot too um how do you help uh creators not be confused though let's talk about since we're on the confusion page i know that yeah. you help people who are confused people yeah. who could move past confusion yeah you help a lot of creators like me creators who work in the wellness spaces who are spiritually minded creative yeah. types artists and you help them what is it that you do for these artists and creators yeah um yeah artist creators i think it's all interchangeable artist creator entrepreneur wherever we want to describe ourselves spirit <laughs> <laughs> the eternally unbounded spirit an individual <laughs> yeah. aspect of the grand divine that's what i like <laughs> <laughs> how'd you go <laughs> um <laughs> i love that 
But yeah, speak, speaking of uh, the uncertainty part. So I think a big thing is actually creating a new relationship with uncertainty. Mm. Um, so I'm going to expand on this and like more practical things that I help people with, but I want to bring in some of what we were talking about before. Mm, right. Yeah. And so if I think about even my experience, right. And so if we think about our root, our root chakra, right. Our root chakra is really, uh, safety, security. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm protected. I'm taken care of. Right. Um, and, and then, uh, the sacral is more about like play and, 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 and making mistakes and, you know, just, it's very flowy feminine energy. Right. Um, and being okay with uncertainty, you know, and then obviously there's other chakras, but, but if we just look at, uh, those two, right. You need safety to be able to play, right. To be able to make mistakes, to be able to be okay with uncertainty. So if, in your conditioning, in your experience, if there was chaos, if there was a sense that if I make a mistake, I'm going to be punished in a way, if there was um, worries about food or, or, or security, any of that stuff, um, or like you being a kid was, 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 was shamed. You're like, you're rolling on the floor. Why the fuck are you rolling on the floor? Like any of that, you know what I mean? If you just weren't allowed to play, right. Or you had to take on adult responsibilities, um, there's a part of your conditioning that like needs to control shit to feel safe. Mm. I need to make sure she's not exploding. I need to make sure he's not walling out. I need to, I need to keep the peace. I need to make sure I'm not doing anything that they think is crazy. Right. And so, so much of this unlearning is like uh, being able to find safety in yourself and, and seeing the patterns that make you freak out if there is confusion or if there is uncertainty. Um, and being able to to reparent yourself, move through that stuff, so you can be like, oh, I'm safe to make mistakes and play and like shout and like bang on the wall, like it's all good here, right? And getting to that space then allows you to show up with more freedom. So that's mm. like a, a baseline of like let's help you feel safe, um, and then from there, you know, a lot of the more practical ways I help people is helping them. Well, I guess that's practical too, but a yeah. lot of the more strategic ways is helping them see like um, these impulses you have, this experience you have, um, these things you care about, there actually is a lot of value here. You know, you transformed in this way and it's, it's, it's worthwhile. And so from there, uh, being able to help people then um, use the internet so like social media email um you know their network to be able to serve the right people to be able to know who's energizing for me who do i actually want to work with uh what are my gifts and how do i want to serve and then being able to do that and, and then you know there's a lot that can come with like how do we then organize this into like a, a business that can grow so a lot of what i'm helping people with is like creating some sort of like education business mm. so they can um pass on their wisdom and help people in the ways they want. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, then there's, uh, I'm really big on systems. So I'm able to help people create a system to, you know, show up in a way that feels more harmonious for them. I think that's a big thing too, is like honing in on your strengths. Uh, so you can also figure out what feels good because what feels mm. good to me might not feel good to you or might mm. not what feels what you're seeing someone else do might not feel good to you. Right. Maybe you're a person that uh, wants to build a really big community, um, you know, where it's low cost and you have a thousand members and maybe you're someone where you're like that would fucking drive me crazy. And I'd rather work with five people you know, or I want to speak or I want to write a book or whatever it is, you know, just really figure out like what feels good to you and helping mm. to give that person an actual uh, path. And, and, and in that path, come from a place of I'm already enough and sure there's work to do, there's studying I can do, but like, what is all the shit making me feel like I'm not enough? And mm. once we, once we let that go, then it's natural. Then you're like, oh, this shit's fun. Like, this is like painting or like rolling around on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I have a question because this would be, because I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you're on my podcast. Um, what yeah. if, let's say, I'll, I'll be vulnerable here. One of my own limiting beliefs that I've come to see very recently in the last few months is I actually, it's not that I don't think I'm enough. I think I'm too much. I think I'm a lot to handle. 
I think yeah. because I, I, I know the reason it's like, oh, because I was made to feel that way by my parents. But again, yeah. <laughs> but what do we do? How do we handle an idea like that? Like thinking yeah. that I'm too much, that the way that I am is a lot to handle. And, and if I show up totally authentically, like, oh, I'm going to offend people. I'm going to piss people off and, and they're going to yeah. be turned off by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful question. So, um, so from there, um, what I would do primarily, like, cause there's, I mean, there's healing happening on the mental level. It sounds like on the mental level, you sort of like, okay, I get that this is coming yeah. from place. I'm not too much. Seems totally, like on yeah. the on the heart level, you're like, there's probably work to do there. But it seems like you're like, but I have perspective. I got compassion. The people were doing their best, right? So a lot of uh, beyond that, it's like, okay, where do you feel that in your body? Is mm. primarily where I would go. Um, so if you were to, you want to do a demonstration now or have, okay, cool, cool. cool. All right. Wh wh where do you, where do you feel that in your body? Yeah, I guess like, I, I think honestly, it's super aligned with what we're talking about. When I really think about like the idea of being too much, it's like, oh, I feel like I wouldn't be safe. Like with the safety that I've created in giving the world just enough of me yeah. would be taken <laughs> away. So it's like in my root honestly okay i got it got it okay so you feel it so you feel it in your root uh and this is one thing a lot of people won't know what the root necessarily feels like um i know it's hard for me at first but often for me it feels like a clenching of your, my bottom like almost like i'm going to protect myself so mm -hmm. if you're like what the fuck does my root feel like that might feel familiar to you yeah. okay um so from there um so the next step that i would ask is is uh, just allow yourself to drop into that sensation um feeling that and safety in your body and um you express a little bit of what it means um, but we can just tap into it some more uh so if that sensation had a voice what would it say and see if you can speak from that sensation not from your head when i was all of me i wasn't accepted and i don't and i want to be accepted Gotcha. Beautiful, beautiful. So I would take a second to just acknowledge that. Like really connect with that part of you and acknowledge the, the validity of that. Yeah. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see. You. Yeah. And then um, from there, um, what we would go into is we would first uh be able to see what that version of you needs um so connect mm -hmm. with what it needs what it maybe needed then what it maybe feels like it needs now mm -hmm. um and see if we can you know let it know that we see it speak into it um and then a lot of what would come after that is figuring out how does that part of you want to express itself mm. and not from an intellectual level but like what the fuck does it want to do yeah. does it want to stomp and bang does it want to yell does it want to shake does it want to cry sometimes it wants to do all of that does it want to make art saying like fuck how you feel about me i'm here you know what i mean whatever it wants to do um and allowing that energy to be processed and, mm. and, and so somatic experiencing what i would have done is i would have looked at your visual cues so I saw you swallow heavily. I saw the way your face, um, you know, was shifting. And so I would have mirrored those things for you, which would have brought you deeper into the emotion. And if there was an emotional release that wanted to happen and you felt safe with me and we built up that relationship, we would create a container for that to happen. And we'd connect with the emotion because often what we do as a protection mechanism is we speak about the emotion from our head, but I would guide you back to speaking from that emotion yeah. Um, which would likely create some sort of release. And then after you'd feel like lighter and then it'd probably be an onion that once we touch the top, there's probably more that wants to come, but eventually your nervous system is like, yeah. Oh, uh, I got the wisdom. A lot of the way I think about it is like putting things into long-term storage. So it's like, this is going to keep getting triggered until it's like, cause it's like, Hey, I'm here. This is how I feel. And all it's life. It's someone's been like, we don't care how you feel. And mm. so when we're finally like, oh, I see how you feel. Let me love on that. And then it goes into long-term storage and the body's like, I don't have to trigger that feeling anymore. You, mm. you, you've gotten the wisdom that this wasn't your fault and that you were carrying blah, blah, blah. And this is how, blah, and then you're good. Yeah, that's, dude, it's, it's very powerful of an experience even just then. And 
like what I sense in my body. And, and again, it's been something I've been going through. It, I don't know if I mentioned, but when I got my cards pulled by my friend the other day, one of them that came up was the grounding, uh, like the need to ground through my root and get more security and stuff is, is namely because I know that, and again, I'm, I am an intellectual person where I'm like, I know that the, the logic is, Oh, because if I feel like if I'm myself, I'm not going to, I'm going to lose the connections I have, the mm -hmm. friends in my life. Because when I was a little kid, when I was myself, I would get literally like banished. You know, I get time out. I was pulled away. I was rejected. I was ostracized. So now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose the people in my life if I, if I'm suddenly too much. So I've been trying really hard actually the past like two weeks just to try and like bear my soul nakedly to like my mm -hmm. friends and and, and also in part of that, a big one for me is like setting boundaries. Cause I think a big part for me is when I, when I sense that I might get rejected for being all of me, I minimize a part of myself, but now I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a, I actually like who I am. I like when I'm home alone and I can be all of me dancing naked and being this eccentric flamboyant weirdo. I love myself. And as such, when somebody makes me feel like who I am, isn't like, Ooh, the right way of being, I now. I'm learning and practicing to be like, hey, I don't appreciate the way you're speaking to me. I didn't like what you said there and how it made me feel. And if you're not willing to change that for me, then I don't want you in my life because I get yeah. that decision. When I was a kid, I didn't get to make that decision because I was a helpless kid. I'm not a helpless kid. You can fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I love that you share that. Yeah. So, so thank every you. That work is powerful. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you sharing that because uh, that's a beautiful add on, you know, so along with going into the somatics, there's just some things we can do that harmonize each, you know, chakra, you know, and so uh, putting a boundary saying what you want to say, all that stuff is important, too. So it's not just the feeling. It's like now you got to fucking show up a different way. Uh, exactly. To, so that, yeah, so that your body learns like, oh, OK we can do this and still be okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can do this and feel better. Um, yeah. So it's that, that, that relearning. Um, yeah. Speaking oh, of blockages, really. just, yeah. we're talking about chakra blockages and everything. There's something that Kyle, for anyone listening, Kyle has actually, I watched the video. It's incredible. Uh, he, oh, he actually okay. made a free video online available to anybody, I believe on money blocks and money was a topic within my own life that I was very uncomfortable talking about. I, it seems like, Money's so taboo, having money, not having money. And my own personal shame around not having money was very pronounced. And I would often create a lot of stories regarding it. And the more that I was involved in those stories, the worse my relationship to money would become. The moment I had it, I had to spend, uh, we I would either like hoard it, afraid to spend it on the things that mattered, or I would impulsively spend it. And when I, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the work you do regarding money and the yeah. money blocks? What are money blocks and how do we overcome money blocks? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So money blocks uh, are essentially how your body responds in a way that um, either causes you to feel activated or causes you to feel shut down. Um, so basically, um, our nervous system, when we're calm, when we're feeling at ease, right, we're able to fully think about things, fully respond to things. But activation usually looks like anxiety, high stress, and shutdown looks more like, you know, disassociation, numbing, etc. Right. And so uh, those are basically like, you know, the fight, flight, freeze responses that our body has when it's overwhelmed. And so, or, or when it wants to react in a way to defend itself, protect itself. And so uh, basically money blocks are your body responding like there is a threat. Um, when you think about money, have to look at money. So whether it's like, um, you know, you know, looking at your taxes or playing ahead or asking for a certain amount of money or any of that stuff, you know, uh, there can be money blocks. But the thing is, it's not necessarily all about like the piece of paper money, right? Uh, because money is, it's just a relationship. So all of it often stems from, um, yes, your relationship to money in the past, but also the other relationships that you've had in the mm -hmm. past and how those relationships have helped you have helped have had you feel. So for example, if you're familiar with like attachment theory, um, you know, that looks at um, avoidant, um, anxious, you know, the combination fearful avoidant, um, 
those relationships that you have with other people are likely showing up with money as well. And so uh, often when you just think about how you feel with money, how you feel with like asking for money or, you know, creating value that brings you money, tuning into the body and, 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 and where you're feeling resistance will then allow you to understand what part of you needs more love, what part of you needs more attention, and then be able to do something about it. Beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how, how profound that is, because honestly, I think we really don't understand, like, it makes so much logical sense when you truly understand. Like, of course, money's arbitrary. It's an idea. It represents an energy exchange, right? That this is a value. This is what this paper values. So when we really look at the relationship to, well, what is our, how do we react to getting energy? That if negative anxiety, whoa, what is this illuminating about our initial relationships, the primordial relationship of energy exchange? And when those things weren't met or perhaps were met disorganizedly or in ways that made us anxious, no yeah. wonder, of course it shows up with money because money is just yeah. a symbol that's representative of energy exchange. Yeah, facts, 100%, 100 Yes, yes, yes. And, and a big thing too is like, um, if we are stuck in our survival um, chakras, you know, like, so, um, you know, the root is, it's, it, as we shared before, is, is, is that security, it's, it's that um, feeling of safety, you know, the, the sacral is that freedom to play, to create, you know, and, and the solar plexus is, is more like the willpower, the ability to say no, the ability to have boundaries, all that, the ability to fight, get angry, etc. cetera. Um, if those things, um, you know, if we have conditioning, trauma, wounds, whatever, that, 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 that is uh, keeping those things from feeling harmonized, then it's really hard for us to even like get into our heart and, and, and connect with love and connect with giving and receiving. And it's really hard for us to feel like we can surrender and feel like we can be provided for because it's, you know, there's so much other shit that's like literally tied to like, am I going to be alive, you know? Uh, and so uh, so much of even getting to the point where we can feel worthy or feel like we can receive energy is first feeling like, all right, no one's going to violate me, you know? And once mm. we get from that point, then we can be like, oh, okay. And now you can pay me now that I know I won't be violated. <laughs> Damn, that's powerful, man. Cal, I just, before we wrap this up, I just want to ask kind of a general question. What's, what's your message for the world? Why, why, is, uh, what does Kyle have to say to the world? Yeah. Ooh, this is good. Mm. My message to the world is um, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, your aspirations. Um, those things are the creation, the, 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 the intention going into those things is worthwhile regardless of any outcome. Um, because what it's going to show you and, and the way it's going to expand you is going to be, uh, everything and more. Uh, and so I would just say, lean in and, and ask for help, find support, ask for help. Um, you don't have to do it alone. You're not, you're not meant to do it alone. Uh, and you are powerful still, um, uh, but ask for help and, and, and yeah, and, 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 and think about death. <laughs> That's something I've been thinking about recently. It's like, uh, we're not here for forever in this lifetime, you know? So like, if we're going to suffer, we might as well make this shit feel good too. <laughs> we might as well make it lit. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Cal. 100% brother. Thank you for having me. Thank you uh, so much for being on the podcast. And where's the nuances with Kyle Somersault. Mm -hmm.